I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure which of them I want to win here. Go for the Achilles! Oh, come on. Come on. If, if either of them win, we've got to go through this whole... Crowl, oh, no. 80s. I'm sorry. I, I'm so, it's my wife, so I have to Ooh, bid. That's a nasty oh, God. I, I bid 12,000 quatloos on Karen. I reckon Crumbly's got it. Ooh, I oh, don't know. No, no. Both greased up pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you sure that's grease? Uh, uh, I don't know. Hang, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, I think they've both knocked each other out. Oh, they a lot of blood. Okay. Uh, Medic? Um, yeah. Yeah. Gets us off the hook. Yeah? Yeah. So, space above and beyond? Yeah. Okay. Not fancy next time. No, 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 no. no. Had enough of that. Oiled nipples. Welcome, welcome, listeners, to this very pared down <laughs> Staggering Stories 351. Yeah. Can I see the tumbleweed? Yeah. <laughs> yes, following their decision to um, fight over who's going to make us watch what dire fantasy film next, we haven't got the dear Crumbly and the fake Keith this week. No. Probably both dead after that fighting. It was pretty savage. Mm, It's pretty savage. So this week you'll only have... I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am merely Keith. Yeah. Mm, Because there's no fake to go with me, so... No, no, there's a bit of blood down there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, never mind. (laughs) I can never remember what happens next. (laughs) Okay, well... Where's the news? Yeah, so welcome, welcome to Staggering Stories. We've already had the date, or the time, should I say? Or Or even the number. Yeah. (laughs) We have no idea what the hell we're doing when we don't have company. We're, we're, we're hamstrung. <laughs> 351 episodes. You yeah. would have thought one of us would have actually paid attention at some point to how this works. Well, well, as you can gather, listeners, we haven't a flipping clue, so we'll just go straight to the news without, without President. further ado. Doctor Who, New York Comic Con panels. Mm. It is less than clear if anyone involved will actually be in New York, but nonetheless, the organisers of New York Comic Con 2020 will have three live streamed Doctor Who panels for us on YouTube. Three, count them. I should have been in New York this past week. But uh, sadly, didn't happen. You're with us instead. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Who Spotlight is the rather generic name they've given for a series 11 and 12 focused panel featuring one Jodie Whittaker, a Mendip Gill and the Bradley of the Walsh. That will be sometime on Thursday the 8th of October or possibly the early hours of the 9th for anyone east of the Big Apple. Maybe. Doctor Who merchandise peddlers will no doubt want you to watch the making of Time Lord Victorious <laughs> on Saturday the 10th of October, especially as it's been given the prime date of the three panels. Yeah. Nick Briggs, James Goss and Aisha Anton- Antonine will be giving their sales pitch in this one. Finally, something on Sunday the 11th of October, we have new Doctor Who games featuring Ingrid Oliver and some games people talking about two new upcoming Doctor Who computer games. (laughs) You will be able to find those and much, much more besides on YouTube. Mm. I am kind of intrigued because we have don't have a lot of Doctor Who computer games. No, so they're talking about it being a trilogy. So the first one is the VR game. Yeah. From, uh, uh, was it earlier this year? Yeah. I lose track of time. <laughs> it's all sort of gone into one long screen. It's, this year's weird. Uh, yeah, whenever that was, that was the first one of this trilogy. Yeah. It's not clear if they're going to be VR or not. I yeah. think maybe not, but we'll see. Well, as I don't have VR equipment and VR stuff, I hope not. Of <laughs> course, come here and play. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel uncomfortable barging in on your um, <laughs> private time. VR cave. Yeah. 
noticed there's a couple of events as well that are doing these um, Zoom mm, yeah. um, things. Uh, Comic-Con is doing a, a Zoom Comic-Con. I'm not quite sure it will work with Comic-Con because a lot of the th- side thing of Comic-Con is the cosplay, the merchandise, the merchandise yeah. and that kind of mm, stuff. The, the panels, experience, the experience, the, the, the autographs, yeah, the photographs. The, 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 the panels are great. The panels are wonderful. But it's actually being in the room yeah. when Tom Hiddleston comes on stage dressed as Loki. That's it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, yeah. Comic, Comic-Con, yeah. the panels are almost... I won't say a sideline because that, that's disrespectful, but... Yeah. The Comic-Cons aren't about the panels. The panels are a part of Comic-Con, whereas a lot of other conventions, they are about the panels yeah yeah um, so yeah meeting all the people you know like-minded people yeah. yeah yeah i've noticed there's quite a few conventions that are being held what online can you do as yeah. we found out recently galley yeah has been postponed it should be february 2021 but it's actually been put back an entire year to so 2022 yeah so there's no galley next year yeah, so for the first time in well it's 1990 the first one i yeah. think it's the first time they've yeah. skipped a year that's a bit of a shock it is right the dark crystal dead, dead. Cancelled anyway. The revived Muppets Dark Crystal has been brutally put out of our misery following just one season of their Netflix TV series, The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Will be futile. The now lone season of 10 episodes acted as a prequel to Jim Henderson's 1982 film Extravaganza <laughs> and featured voice artists such as Helen Bonham Carter, Natalie Dormer, Eddie Izzard, Toby Jones, Jason Isaac, Simon Pegg, and the Mark Hamill. Indeed. That season remains on Netflix, and the producers suggest that they are looking at alternative ways of completing their story. If anything comes of that, we may well let you know. Yeah. I know some people really liked it. I haven't seen it myself. I I I wasn't greatly impressed by the film, but maybe the series is much better. I I haven't seen the series, I've got to admit. We reviewed the film (laughs) recently. Ish, yeah, uh, probably about a year ago, I don't know. Well, within, within living memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very nebulous thing and, now. And, yeah. yeah. And I, I got to admit, it was a very, a very lavish, wonderful production, but mm. they spent too much time looking at the great, lavish, wonderful production rather than the story. Yeah. 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 So I, I, that is one of the reasons why I haven't gone on to um, the TV series. Myself. I've seen some of the TV series and it's all right. <laughs> it's, it looks the same. Yeah. And I liked the look of it, and I said, but the plot's a bit weak. What was it? Okay. I know it's won awards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just just didn't capture me. It didn't grab long. you. Yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, I know what's going on. Right, okay. Well, that that's that idea, and you've just drawn it out for the last five episodes. <laughs> you know, it, it's a bit like that. Yeah, we're going on a journey, and it's going to take two days, but yeah. it's going to take us twenty episodes to do that two day journey. Because yeah, it's <laughs> you, you, when you <laughs> feel that something's being drawn out. <laughs> it would be nice to know what Stephen's thoughts were because he was a great proponent of the film. I think he really liked the TV yeah. series too, and yeah. he, he seemed upset from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, it's been cancelled. So yeah, it's a shame for people who liked it. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Witaka examining her roots. Well, is she brunette or is she blonde? We're never quite sure. She's been both, <laughs> sometimes at the same time. Yeah. The BBC isn't checking Jodie Whittaker for nits, but this time instead her ancestry is to feature in the genealogy programme, Who Do You Think You Are? It seems rather apt. <laughs> her unknown past. Well, who? Yeah. Who do you think you oh, are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. right. oh, you went yeah. for the wrong thing there. Yeah. You overthought it. I did. <laughs> Set to air in October, Ritaka will apparently learn some uncomfortable truths about her great-great-grandfather in Yorkshire. Ooh. Slave trader, paedophile, <laughs> both. Place your bets now. God's sake. God's sake, man. <laughs> Probably neither of those. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully. <laughs> but we'll, we'll find out in October. Well, see, David Tennant's done it before. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I know that uh, Eccleston said that he was approached to do it, but they found nothing of interest. <laughs> His past... I don't know how true that can be. But <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, you do look at these and they've all had someone who was imprisoned or was... No, Infamous Yeah, no famous. one's just kind of like, yeah, your granddad tilled the field, your great-granddad tilled the field, your great-great-great-granddad tilled... Yeah. Yeah. I think they've also done John Hurt. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. 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 Are there any addendums? I have an addendum. I have an addendum. What is thou addendum? Now, you know me, I am going to absolutely royally mangle this up. 
Go for it. Okay. Doctor Who actor Tom Baker has been honoured by scientists who have named a 450 million a year old trilobite after him. Ah, yes, similar age to Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. Now, here, here's this me ma- uh, mangling it. Australian experts have newly uh, named discovered species Gravamylonyx baikari. Okay. It might be named after him. It might be entirely random. I'm, I'm going to pass this on. I, I know why they've named it after him. So he looks like a trilobite? Graphicalimony <laughs> Bakari. <laughs> it, it does look like something that would be a species in Doctor it's, Who. It's, it's Latin. <laughs> why, why have they named it after him? Because the two people that found it are big Doctor Who fans. Right. And it was from watching Tom Baker's era that they became interested in science that led them to be paleontologist uh-huh, okay. but also when you look at the trilobite looks the way like it's hat. designed no it looks like a hat with yeah. the spine coming down looking like a scarf yeah so they really? said it looks like the I, form. It, certainly, it, certainly, it takes a little bit of imagination sure. to see it uh, certainly the back of it looks like wool stitching yeah okay in, in the picture it yeah. looks like it looks like the bits of his scarf so okay. so they decided to because it had it had this light little look of and they were big fans they honoured the baker with the Bakari. <laughs> Who, uh, he's apparently, Mr. Baker is said to be delighted that the creature recognised as him. <laughs> Are we any other addendums? I've got sad, a sadder one. Oh. Oh. Potentially. Supergirl. Oh, yes. Dead. Yes. Yes. Not they Supergirl, the they character, the, but, uh, the they, TV they, series. The TV series is coming to an end with yeah. this next season, the sixth and final season. Is it a natural end, or as they say, me? Yeah, I think the, the ratings been on a slide for a while. Must yeah. be even I've stopped watching it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's going quite young compared to Arrow, which lasted what ten, eleven seasons. Yeah. Don't be stupid like that. Yeah. This is only six, but it's getting a longer season than the others. Yeah, to make up for it. Yeah, so that's sad. But on better news, we have on the opposite side on the Marvel side we have a TV series for She-Hulk oh yes which apparently is going to star Tatiana Maslany yeah Tatiana Masley yeah who obviously starred in Orphan Black yeah a few Uh, years back she was wonderful in Orphan Black I love that yeah Uh, she was 95% of the cast yeah (laughs) yeah it must have been a nightmare to film yeah so certainly stand there and stand there when when you get at least one episode per season you'd get a a clone episode with all all in the room together. Yeah. And yeah, she, I think most episodes had at least two of them together. At right? least two of them, yeah. So. Be like John Sims with filming The, the Master. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so with the Multiple Masters at the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I rate her very highly because each portrayal of her clones was distinctly different. Yeah. So I don't know how, how they're going to do this. Presumably she'd give me somewhat CGI, but she'd play the Hulk version of her. I would. I would CGI over the top of her. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Because they, they, like they do with, um, yeah. what's his name? Mark Ruffalo? The Graffalo. Yeah. The Graffalo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they get him to um, wear the spangly suit and act out the... The ping-pongs on the... Um... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, okay. The ping-pongs and the, and the triangles. Have ping-pong suits? Oh, yeah, yeah. On the... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes ping-pongs are on the... Uh... <laughs> Moving rapidly on. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward yeah, to Yeah, Disney that Plus, one. of course. Uh... Yeah, so, eventually trickle down to us well we can get Disney Plus in this country in fact it's nearly time nearely time for uh, Mandalorian season 2 oh, it's yes. in a few weeks time I think uh, yes I have a semi have you apparently things are going on behind the scenes there and we're talking walkouts I, I haven't actually uh, read up yeah. the articles but yeah rumours are that he's left who's he the the guy who plays the Mandalorian oh, right. which is going to be very difficult to uh, recast because he wears a helmet nearly all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's going to be a struggle to find someone to fill that role well it's the voice isn't it really <laughs> yeah it's more the voice he, the, he might be just there for the voice work now who knows Pedro Pascal yeah any reason do we know why I don't know I well, haven't looked enough into this I've got to it, admit it said I don't know how, if any of this is true but it said that he's upset that he has to wear a helmet all the time nobody can see his face which is sort of the point of the character yeah, yeah. although there are 
Mandalorians who do take their helmets off. There's no reason why he couldn't meet one of them and learn that he can take his helmet off. Yeah. One so, has to know. say, though, did, did he read the script or know the character part before he signed the contract in well, that case? again, which is, makes you wonder if any of it's true. Yeah. I'm going to pay a 13th century buccaneer and you're going to make me wear this 13th century costume for the entirety of it. It's unacceptable. <laughs> well, it's just a not, not trying to poke fingers, mock or take sides. From what I've heard, various Star Wars is in, in turmoil behind the scenes on various properties at the moment. So there may be something more to this. It may not just be the fact that he's wearing a helmet all the time. It may be something else. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, look what has happened with Mr. Eccleson, as we're told initially that he is tired and <laughs> it's finding it too difficult. But we found out later that there's this whole yeah. other rigmarole that went on behind the scenes yeah, that yeah. we are not privy to. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we're no doubt find out in time. Watch this space, Indeed. I think. I, yeah. it, it could also be just a, shall we say, a way of getting one's paycheck enlarged. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. But any road up. Is mm. there any more addendums? Not for me. That is the end of the news. Woohoo! Now, dear listener, come with us. Back through the mists of time. Back, back, back we go. Back to 1982, to the highlight of Sword and the Sorcerer. A line of um, increasingly I, grappy. <laughs> I, I, I would like to point out at this point that yeah. the two people who have suggested the, the sword and sorcery films... All of these fancy films yeah. are, are dead. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly well, so. <laughs> but they're not here, put it that way. And never be here again. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd actually ever seen this one before. I haven't, no. This is the first time I've seen it. This the will be the last time I'll be seeing it as well. The the most generic name you can give to a sword and sorcery film. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. I, I do have vague memories of watching this on ITV. Really? Okay. Yeah. Possibly in the early 90s, possibly in the late 80s, somewhere around mm. there. It had Simon McCall. It had a few few recognisable faces in it. Yeah. It had uh, is it Justin from Babylon Five, the uh, the shadows spokesperson. Yeah. Not Morden, obviously, the other yeah. the other guy. Yeah, there were a few faces which were recognisable and the bad guy I recognise him from stuff. Yeah. Was yeah. he in Battlestar Galactica? I think he was in one of the Battlestar Galactica. he was certainly in uh, the original one talking. Yeah, the uh, streets of San Francisco yeah. as oh. a recurring villain. So right. the bad guy who overthrows a king, yeah. whose name is Cromwell. <laughs> Cromwell, yeah. So, so we've got no clue there that he might be a bad guy overthrowing the king. He, What's Cromwell a bad guy? I don't was, know. was walking around looking like blooming eye Claudius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. to the end. So that was weird. Richard Lynch. It was. There was elements of this that reminded me of Prince of Persia. The new yeah. Prince of Persia film. The, okay, I've not seen um, any Prince of Persia film. The, I played that, the game, yeah. the original. This is back on the PC back in There's the 1990s. The, the chase scenes around the palace and this being kind of like a mogul yeah. palace and vibe to it. Yeah. So, yeah, there was elements of that, but... This was virtually all swashbuckling and not a lot else. <laughs> yeah. Which it's interesting watching through the credits. It's I got a very hammer vibe. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was uh, the typeface was in blood red. You had yeah. some <laughs> blasting bombastic music, yeah. and yeah. it's usually how the the dra the hammer Dracula Christopher Lee films you'd start. Really? Yes. Okay. I have to admit that 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 I picked up on that as well. It reminded me of a hammer movie yeah. to start yeah. with, and. As I said, the production values mirrored Hammer almost exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. what, what struck me also, certainly through the first half of the film, all the action happens off screen. Mm. We see the aftermath of the ba great battle. We, yeah. see, oh, yeah. we see the aftermath of the um, people trying to take the castle and getting thrown into jail. Yeah, yeah. It's sort dead of, people lying on the ground. Yeah, it, it, it's sort <laughs> of like um, 
uh, me sitting in the spare room with Karen watching Game of Thrones and running in every now and again to tell me what happens. Yeah, yeah. after all the good bits. Yeah, after the good bits. <laughs> you, know, you should have seen this. What? You, know, you said you were going to call me in. <laughs> Missy and Dyer, Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Came in at the end. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, and I, she's you, just sitting there telling you about it. You've, you've got our hero in this, Talon. Talon. He's, is actually the rightful king of the kingdom he's finding himself in, but he doesn't actually take the throne or let everyone know no, who he, he likes, is. Uh, I think he's Mandel quite, or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, I think he's quite happy just being a mercenary. But the premise of the story is Cromwell so raises a demon, mm-hmm. the sorcerer, a sorcerer, the, the sorcerer, to, yes, to help him win the battle. So you have this nasty goblin at the beginning for about the first half hour. If that, yeah. if that. You then have a film that has nothing whatsoever to do with the yeah. sorcerer. Yeah. He, he gets knifed and thrown away. <laughs> falls off a... And then comes in in the last five minutes. minutes. Yeah, to try to which seize power. the sword becomes... Oh, that sword. The sword becomes a triple... <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that at the beginning what, too. But it's like nothing in the middle it like He doesn't to need to be title. there at all, sorcery. He does nothing on screen. It's... Something that Karen pointed out and mentioned to me because she actually watched it. She she actually watched it. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, <laughs> um, you, you get the the battle to begin with, where you get the sword demonstrated, where it fires off one of the three yeah, blades. Really bad Monty Python effect. Yeah, mm. like the uh, the Vorpal Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flying. But and then he suddenly gets the f- sword back. At the end, because yeah. it suddenly appears. It's missing from the majority of the film, and then yeah. suddenly yeah. he pulls it out from somewhere for now. Did. But it's also got the three blades. Where did the three blades come from? He's fired two off. Yeah. He must have go collect them and put them back in. <laughs> but, yeah, he left them behind, because the Cromwell saw them sticking in trees and sticking in people. Yeah. yeah. This so, is it. The two, the two key factors of the title, the sword... Yeah. And the sorcerer yeah. don't feature through, I would say, about 90% of this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 It's basically about fighting bad guys and naked women. Yeah, naked women <laughs> that, again. That, that's yeah. basically... There's yeah. a running theme in that. There's yeah. a, there's a, there's also so he run... has to run through the harem for some reason. Oh, yeah. You've got topless women just lying around and being... And a slightly rapey uh, again. Uh, protagonist again. Again, yes. Again, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that one, we have a problem with some of the men now yeah <laughs> what they're brought up thinking i'm was sorry okay. i am so so sorry <laughs> i i have to say i mean i quite like these cheesy films in moderation <laughs> <laughs> but three and about <laughs> three in a row this I, one i think is gotta be the worst this, i think it's maybe just me but they seem to be getting worse film by yeah. it's making old uh hawker slayer look particularly good right now there, there was nothing there was nothing really to this one that matched the title that was a reason for it it really was kind of like yeah we've got conan the barbarian this sword and sorcery is in and popular at the moment yeah. let's get this it's the know, new sci-fi it's a new sci-fi yeah. we've got this young and upcoming actor it was pretty decent well i could see him you know from a bit of eye candy <laughs> point of view in a totally sexist way but you know we've got this young actor we'll give him a good adventure story we'll throw in a few boobies we'll throw in a few sword fights that'll keep everyone at me because it's mainly teenage boys that into this uh, but and it has not stood the test of time not, like, well. like I said the, the, mo- the majority of the battles and the sword fights were off screen yeah, yeah which is a bit so of a shame. it did get a sequel yeah Oh, it, wasn't that many, many years two, later? About 2001, starring Kevin Sorbo. Oh, God, you know it's going to be a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Oh, Hercules. Apart from Hercules, has he done anything which is any good? I'm not even sure Hercules is that good. But... And, and Andromeda or something, did he do that? He did do that. It wasn't very good, though, was it? No, it wasn't. No. Anyway. But yes, yeah. I, I have to say, yeah. Yeah. And don't, of, don't save yourselves! A, a lot of weird ADR, too. It seemed to me like... A lot of the characters had been voiced by different actors. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so they're really over the top voices, yeah. well, th- which don't quite match the. Lips. And that, that was another thing: the incidental music. Oh yeah, you, you, you got the the few battles we did have that you did see. Yeah, it's you know huge, terrifying blood pouring. Out. 
and you get this comedy music. You do get a lot of yeah, comedy music, yeah. yeah. That's the only way I could describe it. Yeah. It's comedy, comedic, incidental music for battles. Yeah. It just, yeah. It's just as if they'd gone into somebody's room and just grabbed something off the shelf <laughs> and, and thrown it on to accompany the music. Yeah. This film, however, made the most profit for an independent film in 1982. Yeah. It did <laughs> well. well. Four million budgets and nearly 40 million income, yeah. It couldn't have done much you know, be any cheaper, so it's going to make a profit. Oh, four million back in '82 was. It's not on the screen. The four yeah. million is not on the screen. One thing I did think looked quite good was right at the beginning when uh, the uh, witch or whatever she was was going to the tomb, the tomb of Rassilon, the tomb. Yeah, mm. yeah, and the faces. Yeah, that yeah. looked quite oh, good. That was quite good. Yeah, yeah. the faces in the, the the soil or what have you that came. Yeah. That's probably where most of the budget went. Yeah, that that was, was, I, it, I, it started out. You're sitting there thinking, yeah, this could be something well, as, yeah. as I, said, I, I, I sat there and thought the tomb of Rassilon exactly yeah with the face with the faces, faces in the, in the, in the and sarcophagus and then you had the sorcerer coming out of this gunk gunk which reminded me of Martha the clone Martha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Doctor getting all this stuff from here but yeah I don't know the problem maybe it was me at the time but I didn't find I cared about any of the characters or anything that was yeah. going on nah. yeah. I had real trouble following it not because it is difficult difficult plot you just, just got bored I just <laughs> yeah <laughs> drifted went in, <laughs> went in in one eye and out the other or whatever the equivalent yeah. is yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's there was not... no investment in it as a viewer no not for me at the time anyway uh, it doesn't help maybe that I've never been a great fan of fantasy see I do like a, a good bit of sword and sorcery a bit of you know swashbuckling and fantasy but if it's done right if it's yeah. done right there, it's... there are people who love this yeah. I just don't yeah. see what they see in it yeah like many things has cult movie status but yeah. being a cult means you're a niche <laughs> it's very niche yeah and yeah. this is this is very niche well <laughs> uh, um, as they're not here, can we please choose something sci-fi next time? <laughs> please. I'm begging you. Yeah, I think, I think we're, we're done with fantasy uh, for the moment. And something this century. <laughs> so, let us know what you think of the sword and the sorcerer. You can email <laughs> us at show... At... Oh, sorry, you're going that way. Sorry. Staggering... Stories... Dot... Net. This is difficult when we haven't got the right numbers. <laughs> Why do I only get one word? I only get staggering. I think that's fair. Enough for that. That was bad. It was so bad. I thought I should probably rewatch it because I took in so little of it, but I thought, no, no I can't be bothered. No. <laughs> can't be bothered. It's on YouTube for free if you want to watch it. <laughs> Though it's not great quality, but. Uh... Watch it. I watched it on my tablet. The quality means nothing. <laughs> And now, dear listener, we go even further back to the mists of time. Actually, it's not kind that long of. ago. Well, initial broadcast was, was long ago, but... The, um, the thing we've been watching was quite recent. The thing we watched was quite recent, yes. 1968, the original story. Yes, yes. Recently, we have been watching old... Fairies on the cheap. Doctor Who. <laughs> Do it properly without me going across it. No, no, no I'm <laughs> quite happy with that. So, Fury from the Deep. Yes. Mm. Patrick Troughton. Yeah. Except for a few scenes, this does not exist in the archives. No. No. It doesn't have a single full episode. Yeah. Well, unless you believe some rumours, of course, which are going around again. Oh, <laughs> they always gosh. do. Yeah. But, so far as we know, nothing exists apart from a few clips. Yeah. The and only, the audio. The only clips that tend to exist are the bits that were cut out from Australian Network for being deemed to be too, too violent. Yeah. Too yeah. scary or too violent. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a famous clip of the Oak and... Uh, what's the other character called? Quill. Oak and Quill, yeah, doing their, their big mouth. Bre- breathing the gas mm. out. Breathing yeah. the gas yeah, out, yeah. that was actually quite frightening. Um, yeah. So this is the new animation of mm-hmm. Fury from the Deep. Uh-huh. Yep. It's a three-disc set, mm. so you can watch it in black and white. Uh-huh. Animated. You yeah. can watch it in colour. Which I did. Animated. Me, me too. Or you can watch it as the Cine Snaps retcon. Yeah. Now, the first time I saw Fury from the Deep was Cine snaps retcon because mm-hmm. that's been knocking around for yep. several years Fortunately, before they have telly snaps of the entire story yeah. yeah and I actually quite enjoyed this story even watching it through telly yeah. scene snaps right okay <laughs> 
And then we had the animation, and I'm I'm being a bit purist. Oh, I mm-hmm. watch it in black and white first of all. <laughs> okay, because that's how it was made. It was, and Usually. I would recommend you don't bother watching colour because the filmmakers at the time knew how to use black and white yeah. to their advantage. Mm-hmm. The animators are making an animation which can't use the same lighting techniques, and they don't have that mind same yeah. mindset. In this case, they definitely went for the colour first. Yeah, yeah. unlike yeah. Power the Daleks where they did black, black and white, and white. Yeah. then it's coloured by a different company later. Here, colour is the primary format of the... Yeah, it, it just works so much better in, in colour. If someone said to me which of these was the first ones that's been released, because we've had power, we've had faceless ones, we've had this... Macroterra. I'd have said this one was, and the others have come later. Yeah. Because the animation in the others was better to my mind than this I tend to agree it's a different company doing it yeah what I liked about this and I, I think this is merely from a personal point of view I recognise the actors mm. because at that age I'm probably watching TV now so mm-hmm. I, I'm recognising with previous animations I haven't necessarily recognised who they're meant to be mm. besides the regulars besides mm-hmm. well even occasionally even the regulars <laughs> really okay. yeah the, the animation has been distinctly off <laughs> but this one the animation was more towards the actor's likeness I thought yeah But however, I've got to admit, there did seem to be something wrong with the proportions. They were too tall, their arms bent in the wrong places. Their arms are particularly weird. They look like Slender Man. That's the only way I can describe it. Someone described it to me as they were slightly Mr. Benish. Yeah. In that the background stayed the same, but only certain parts of their body moved. The thing I noticed, and I noticed it more in the black and white than I did in the colour, was the outlines, particularly around the face, were very, very thick at times. I mean, mm. very thick black lines. and A stylistic it, thing it they've gone kind for. kind of like yeah. was very off-putting. Yeah. These same people who did the moon base ah. bit, it wasn't the, the full thing, clearly, but it was yeah. half the first episode or something, which looked a lot different in style to this, and yeah. I thought better. But it's a, a stylistic choice they've taken. Yeah. I tend to prefer, for example, the Macro Terror, the way that looks, mm. but yeah. it's probably a personal preference rather than anything else. But. So, other than the fact we've, sorry, Gary, we've pulled the, the, the animation to pieces stylistically, <laughs> what did we think of the story? What did we think of it? I, I personally think it's quite nice, and yeah, I would much prefer the original, the original yeah. and I can see it when I was but yeah, it ain't, it ain't happening it's not there no yeah so I actually don't mind watching these through oh. animation what do we think of the story yeah as I say hmm. it's the only option of the moment for the foreseeable futures the only way we're going to be able to watch this uh, story wise I was alright we watched it over two nights yeah. so we watched three episodes and three episodes okay, I think we- I watched it in batches of two episodes yeah again it's it's one that is slightly long so I yeah. think it could the biggest problem with it. As a sitting sitting down and watching it in one batch, it will grate, it will grind. Mm. But what, uh, watching it in smaller increments is, is certainly the way to go because certainly that's the way it was designed to be shown. Yeah, once a week. Yeah. Over six weeks, yeah. Yeah. But even watching it in batches of two, it struck me, we got to episode four, and only in episode four of six did they finally get to look at the problem with the impeller they'd be going about yeah. four episodes. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, he <laughs> just... out this last three episodes Finally, you're actually going to go in and take a look. <laughs> I, I, I would criticise, but also look at the people, way people are treating climate change and COVID. There's no such thing. Well, true. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's human nature to deny what's directly under your nose. Maybe, but I would have liked them to go to at least an episode two. <laughs> Preferably one, frankly. But <laughs> what, I, I, what I did notice, certainly, obviously, for the audio, is the group. Uh, you don't get people talking. They all seem to be shouting at once at one point. Mm. You know, the, the, the group panic. Yeah. yeah. And there was quite a lot of shouting, particularly from the Robson, the, yes. the chief, who plays a very unpleasant character. Yeah. Who at the end seems like he's redeemed himself slightly and then right at the very end goes back to how he yeah, was. Yeah, slides back to <laughs> how he was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's quite a strong, interesting character, mm. given that. Although he's a face we know at the time, he's yeah. quite a well-known actor as yeah. well. Victor Madden. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I mean by the likenesses looking like the oh, actor. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I recognised him from other things I've seen. I do like mm. Oak and Quill. I thought oh. as, as <laughs> scary henchmen go, yeah, yeah. they were really scared. The, I mean, they were little and large, and it was deliberately done, to, to I think, to do that kind I'm of... I'm not sure how true that is, but yeah, maybe yeah, people said that. It's almost... A Holmesian double act. Mm. I know yeah. Oak doesn't say anything throughout the whole thing. He just opens his mouth and breathes occasionally. Mm. <laughs> but, and, and that grin. Yeah. You know. But when mm. they do open their mouths widen, it's actually quite, yeah. quite menacing. Yeah, it is. And they've, they try to recreate that scene which does exist of, of them yeah. gassing the poor woman, which I don't think they got it quite as scary as the original. Mm. No. Partly because they don't go quite so far into the mouth. They yeah. still show the entire face. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the original, they go right, right into the mouth. Into, yeah. Which I think was a, a mistake. Which, I, I, nice effect as well as they put on the interference lines of the gas coming out of them, mm. which I mm. thought was a nice, yeah. which they yeah. couldn't do on the original, obviously, no, but it's really. nice yeah. effect. That kind of like slightly distortion. Yeah. yeah. Another improvements they've made is they've made the sets oh, yeah. much bigger yeah. and much more Pertwee-side-ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, communications officer. Right. Mm. In the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. Yeah. I don't think... He, he, he was, wasn't in a wheelchair. In, yeah, in the, in the original, he wasn't in a wheelchair. He, he, was, se- he was seated all the time. He was seated majority of the time. Because I think the actor always... Needs to sit down, he yeah, but, is, is actually paralysed, but I think he is... Yeah, but I, 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 did, note, I did note the, the wheelchair they gave him is very Captain Pike-like mm. yeah, from Star was, Trek. Yeah. yeah, something they can improve upon, yeah. yeah. So little things like that, which is good. I'm glad they've taken a bit of liberty. Mm. Yeah. What watching on the second disc, I think it is a third one, the making of, and um, one of the things that Gary was saying was that Gary Russell, that Gary is. Russell, sorry, yeah. was that um, they <laughs> didn't slavishly follow the tinny, the cine snaps. No, yeah. um, and that's the wonderful thing with this that the studio was confined by the side of the studio. They were confined by the size of the budget. So on animation, you can make the Empelum massive like yeah. it would be. Yeah. So why not do that if yeah. you're doing it in, in mm. the cartoon style? Or animation, cartoon isn't quite the right <laughs> word for it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have no problem with that. To no. me, you can't necessarily make these slavishly as per the original because it's a different form of entertainment it's a different technique yeah well also you got a chance to slip in a few easter eggs because at the background you had a picture of uh roger delgado's master with the words wanted over the top yeah which has been a bit of a thing that's a running one isn't it it is a running one because that was done in the um faceless ones too pushing it slightly you have the shada remake the animation we had the fifth doctor's toolkit in the background mm. of one of the uh tardis rooms yeah when the doctors look you know yeah. you, you can push and look, leave little easter, easter eggs, eggs in yeah. it yeah you yeah. push it as far as you can but you can yeah. push it the other thing this story gave us was the throwaway device of how the heck do we get those bolts off of that oh. if he's not carrying a ruddy great big map <laughs> oh give him a sonic screwdriver he can sonic them off and we won't bother ever writing it again so this saw the the first sonic screwdriver and apparently they kind of like wish they never did <laughs> <laughs> yes and no because uh, watching the the making of mm-hmm. apparently it was so cold on location because it's in yeah. middle of february mm. yeah down on the coast, patrick yeah. troughton could not hold the pen torch mm. it was that cold so what he actually used for the first time was the whistle from the life, life jacket, jacket. <laughs> but they reanimated in the pen torch yeah. yeah. And and also I like the fact that in the original show that's the only time you saw it. Yeah. But in the animation he's using it to point out a few things mm. later oh, yeah. on in the episode. Yeah. Yes. It used to just open things. Yeah. Now it's a magic wand and it really is a get out of jail free card. So. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but the other thing with this one and I don't know it kind of like grated on me as well from the telly scenes is it's very obviously it's Vicky's last story and she wants yeah. to leave. Yeah. But it was like 
She's very whiny. Not, it was, yeah, she was very whiny and laboured about it the whole way through. Well, and I, it's good that they set it up. You just I think, decide yeah. at the end. I think, considering the last two companions yeah. who were literally pushed out the oh, airlock, yeah. um, uh, Dodo, Ben and Polly, yeah. Yeah. this one we had a, a little bit of foreshadowing yeah. in episodes one or two. All the yeah. way through. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say all the way through. It didn't. <laughs> she, she, had, she wasn't. She had what, the right strop on her all the way She was a very. <laughs> from what I've seen of her, she was a very whiny, unsure character anyway. She was. Yeah, and she was, yeah. that is perfectly in keeping with her character. She was completely out of her depth in all of this. Decided to live in 1968 yeah, or whatever it, it's it is. Cl- it's as closest to home as she's going to get, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. She does get properly written out, as you say, unlike some of the. Uh, companions before that well this was we me and karen had a discussion i think the producer for this one was peter bryant not not the remake producer the original producer. yeah peter bryant is the peter yeah. bryant. whereas the producer for the war games no war machines and uh, the faceless ones was innis lloyd okay so i'm just wondering you know yeah, maybe that was it yeah i did yeah. wonder with this one why the tardis landed in the middle of the sea when there was a perfectly serviceable beach <laughs> i think that was uh, again re- that was the director's choice he wanted to do something different wanted to do something new yeah, it's interesting the fact that the tides would float yeah you know, and it doesn't sink when you open the doors to put the boat out no <laughs> as a flotation device yeah. and also if you note it's rather the takeoff and landing is rather similar to the runaway bride the mm. takeoff at the yeah. end of runaway bride where it yeah. takes straight yeah it launches straight off up. the ground yeah sea in this case and also i think we should say something about about the uh, special features, particularly that um, documentary. I thought that was really good. Yeah, going back to the uh, yeah, sea fort. Mm. I th- yeah, I thought that was a potentially an award-winning documentary. It's it's really good. I, I have to say the uh, the helicopter pilot. Oh, Mad Mike Smith, or whatever. He, yeah, he, he is a character. He <laughs> he is your traditional British eccentric. <laughs> the reason why it went over bu- budget is because he'd wanted to swing on a chandelier, so he did in the pub afterwards and <laughs> destroyed it and destroyed the chandelier. <laughs> the fact that, as far as they can remember, he didn't actually have permission to go and film. Yeah. on the sea fort, so they, just, they couldn't find out who owned them. Yeah, so they just went and filmed uh, at them. the time, I don't think anyone owned them. Yeah. They, one of them had just stopped being a pirate radio. So at some point, obviously. The British military owned it, so they just gave up with it, and yeah. Pirate Radio moved in, and yeah. So that was really good. That was. I say, it's not my favourite of the animations, but it is definitely one to watch, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is a good enough story. It, it's like a lot of these ones. It could lose two episodes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It could have been yeah. written a lot tighter. But part of that, I think, is the way we now consume TV yeah. and yeah, it's the not, difference there. It's not just that, though, because there are stories from back in the, that era which are much snappier. Mm. Yeah. You could easily rewrite this for uh, the current series oh yes mm. cut it down and not lose anything oh, and there yeah. are elements of this story that you just see over and over elements of this remind me of Inferno yeah particularly yeah. with the commander who's like <laughs> being possessed Ob- by the possessed obsessed <laughs> yeah possessed and obsessed yeah, yeah. you've got the crinoids yeah, yeah. All, all the nasty things in the foam so there are things within this story that you see homage repeated pulled out in yeah. other stories as well yeah. Kill the seaweed yeah say, and it gave us the sonic <laughs> oh it just reminds me talking of taking uh, liberties with scenes and expanding scenes mm-hmm. is the helicopter flight through the massive weed yes at the coming end. up out of the water yeah, I'm, I'm figuring out how the hell did they do that on yeah the... I thought that too I think they... it must have been a model or something no That's... they didn't they, they didn't. didn't do it at all they didn't do it at all it was just <laughs> no. uh, uh, just fun with uh, the doctor trying to figure out how to fly the helicopter there was no weed at all originally yeah, yeah. They be attacked. although it works perfectly for the audio oh, yeah 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 <laughs> just close-ups of him inside a helicopter yeah back then is helicopters were big yeah and mysterious and quite well, that's it watching the making of is the, the director delighted in the fact of the helicopter hence the odd tardis takeoff and landing yeah it's because they had a helicopter there they could do that they could so film let's, it, yes. yeah yeah which i can't remember his name but they on michael the e. Ma- bryant sorry michael e bryant could, is later that, director no is that the guy the guy who came with them you had oh. Fraser Hines, Pem- Mad yeah. Mike, Pemberton? and Michael E. Bryant. Michael E. Yeah, Bryant, yeah. who was saying that he had to stand on the skid 
of the helicopter and lean over so he could see the TARDIS. Yeah. Without a safety harness. Without, without anything. <laughs> without yeah. anything. As yeah. you said, he wouldn't be allowed to do that today. True no. health and safety, yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure it's quite the classic that people have made it out to be, no. but it's, it's serviceable. serviceable. It's serviceable. I think it's become the classic because it is Vicky's last story and because it's the introduction of the sonic screwdriver. And, and it's been missing. Yeah, and, and it's, it's been, been missing in its entirety. Yeah. Things you cannot see sometimes acquire in a law that they're yeah. not necessarily entitled to. <laughs> yeah. So we would recommend that we, our listeners to. Um... I I would, but like I said, in small increments. Watch yeah. it. Watch it. How it was broadcast. <laughs> one a day. Not one a week, maybe, but one a day. One a day. <laughs> so let us know what you thought of Fury from the Deep at show at Staggering Stories dot net. <laughs> So, dear listeners, we have feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have one listener. One. One. One listener. Oh, thank. That's more than we deserve. Thank you. Well, you should be thanking Naya. Oh, Naya. Hello, staggering storytellers. (laughs) Hello, Hello, Naya. Naya. At long last, I am back with feedback. Yeah, Having finally caught up. And I have to say, promptly regretted that as oiled nipples started (laughs) going in around. My screen. <laughs> what? What website have you been to? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't read this in advance. I thought things were horrible enough between the pandemic and watching Lovecraft County. Yes, <laughs> country. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of feedback to give you now that I've deleted a lot of angry ranting about the watch. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Hopefully, it will sink like a stone upon launch and people will go back adoring Good Omens, which has massive advantage of having been developed by someone who loved, understood and worked with Pratchett as opposed to someone who just wants to cash off Pratchett's work without acknowledging him. Uh. Oh, totally true. Yes. Stay safe, (laughs) y'all. And I'll have little more to talk about after virtual... Ineffable. con and virtual Chicago TARDIS. Maya. Thank you. Sure, yeah, we could go to Chicago Tardis. Oh, we, we could. could. Yeah. Again, is anybody actually going to be in Chicago in Chicago Tardis? Probably not. <laughs> but I think that reaction is what we were saying last week. Yeah. That is, you, you know, you, you put the boot in before your things got off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's done a lot of, a lot of harm, harm yes. to the franchise there. Yeah. Even if the watch turns out to be brilliant, he's tarnished it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amongst... The, the core fans. Yeah. Which yeah. are the last people you want to be antagonising. Exactly. It's a shame because it's got some good people in like Ingrid Oliver's in it. Yeah. 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 And I have yeah. to say, I agree with her on um, if the world things weren't horrible enough between the pandemic and watching Lovecraft Country. I've watched, I'm watching Lovecraft Country. Oh, oh yeah. I've been intrigued but can't get I've it. not seen Do it. Do you know no. what? I'm not That's sure right. what I find more horrific. The Lovecraftian elements, yeah. which are spooky, yeah. mm-hmm. or the totally truthful way it yeah. deals with 1950s racist America yeah. which mm. I'm not from America but is exceedingly uncomfortable to watch I would imagine as a black person as much as a white person mm. it you know it really is well, it's, it's good it's addressing it it's yeah. not holding any bo- it's not holding any um, thing back it's it's not glorifying it no, no. but it's not sugarcoating like yeah. some films oh yeah yeah there was racism there's there's no coloreds here and no blacks here and that kind of stuff no no this is people literally going out with pitchforks kind of style yeah. burning crosses on the yeah. lawn and yeah. what have you it's wow. it's an interesting one and i think it's one at some point we need to do a review I of would, yeah mm, okay. i gotta admit i would love to get my hands tentacles on a copy yeah, mm. yeah. is it on Netflix? It's no, it's Sky Atlantic. Sky Atlantic, Atlantic yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get Sky Atlantic. No, no, neither. Do but I. it might be out on DVD or some streaming thing. Yeah, not too distant future. We'll have to take a look. Yeah. Do we have any other feedback? I believe that is it. Unfortunately. Oh, oh, oh yeah. well, well, no, no. 
Um, before we go, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Over your shoulder. He's not wearing a mask. He's less than one meter away from Adam, and he's not wearing a mask. Well, his lungs uh, are many miles away. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's the only good thing. Hello, hello head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Hello, Graham. Mummy says hello. Other Terrence things. Terence on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Terence. Oh, yeah, Terence is looking down upon yes. us. Yeah, disapprovingly. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to swoop. Yeah. Any moment now. So, that's, that's it then, is it? That, I think that's that's it. that is about it for a somewhat short one, I think, which is yeah. probably probably good for everybody. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. Get right. some of your time back. You see, this, this proves that it's not us who waffle. <laughs> it's not us who pontificate. We've still got half an hour for the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Before we then go outside and party and uh, spread the virus a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, dear listeners, please email us with your comments about Stacker Stories or suggestions for what you'd like us to uh, review or... Just, yep, no, this just, is not just, fantasy. Just, yeah, just, just <laughs> not for the next podcast. Let us know you're all okay, basically. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, um, how do we sign this thing off? I've got it written down here now. Oh! oh I'm prepared. El Who are President you and where is Adam? <laughs> Who are you? Drum roll, please, for El Presidente. Oh. <laughs> And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. But never fear, in the next one, there will be more of the same. Ooh. Hopefully not any fancy. <laughs> more fun, frivolity and jollity. Why, there wasn't any this time. <laughs> more news and reviews, more who, old and new. So until that... S. Slithering. Saccharine. <laughs> Sorcerer. Sarcastically. Slithers. Towards us. This is me, Adam, saying be seeing you. Au revoir. Bye-bye. That's just weird, isn't it? You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 351, featuring Adam Purcell, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Think of names of sword and sorcery films. Uh, Lady Hawk, uh, Conan the Barbarian, uh, Kroll. Don't list them, they'll only make us watch them. <laughs> no, 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 we can't let them. Go for the Achilles! <laughs> I bit 12,000 quatloos. So, do we want to do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it gets it out of the way. <laughs> can't even say. <laughs> The the, 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 the the sword and, and the, the sorcerer. sorcerer. Oh, God. <laughs> I can already see Adam massaging his face. Ready? Yeah, as we'll ever be. Well, I'm getting the fanny warmer delivered on the 11th, Sunday the 11th. <laughs> ah, Sunday, is it? Yeah, Sunday. I don't pay for it to be delivered on a Sunday. I would have thought, <laughs> thought it would cost. Yeah. No, no, if I, if I okay. choose delivery on a Sunday... It's free delivery. It doesn't as long as I don't want to book a slot. Yeah. So between eight in the morning and five in the evening, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday in the middle of coronavirus. Yeah. Where the f come on going? <laughs> <laughs> so so when when you fire it up Sunday night, are you gonna be standing there in your literal shorts just warming yourself? <laughs> <laughs> as I said, being a lady of a certain age, you never know when it comes in handy. <laughs> the wrong sneeze in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> God, choosing a cooker. When did it become so complicated? They're different makes, they're different what they have. Yeah. Yeah, hot point. How many cookers can one company make? <laughs> yeah, I'll have a hot point cooker. Would you like this one or 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 this one? And then if you like that style, we have this one or this one. I'm trying to figure out what the differences are. <laughs> How do you spell that?